This is day 129 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing the Proverbs chapters 13 through 17. Lord God, thank you for this day. We need your discipline, Lord. We need you in our lives all the time. You are always there for us. We need you, and we recognize that today. We're so lost without you. We have such a limited perspective. We have such limited knowledge. And most often, we'll just run in the wrong direction. We are like sheep, and rightly so, because we need a shepherd, a proper shepherd to show us the way. You have shown us the way, Lord, through your word. And may we follow your example every day. And may we make wisdom and self-control be paramount in our lives, that we would ever seek those. Please bless the reading of this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. A wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of a man's mouth he enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is violence. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. A righteous man hates falsehood, but a wicked man acts disgustingly and shamefully. Righteousness guards the one whose way is blameless, but wickedness subverts the sinner. There is one who pretends to be rich, but has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, but has great wealth. The ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but the poor hears no rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked goes out. Through insolence comes nothing but strife, but wisdom is with those who receive counsel. Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but the one who gathers by labor increases it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. The one who despises the word will be in debt to it, but the one who fears the commandment will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death. Good understanding produces favor, but the way of the treacherous is hard. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool displays folly. A wicked messenger falls into adversity, but a faithful envoy brings healing. Poverty and shame will come to him who neglects discipline, but he who regards reproof will be honored. Desire realized is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to turn away from evil. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Adversity pursues sinners 
but the righteous will be rewarded with prosperity. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Abundant food is in the fallow ground of the poor, but it is swept away by injustice. He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. The righteous has enough to satisfy his appetite, but the stomach of the wicked is in need. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for the back, but the lips of the wise will protect them. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of an ox. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge is easy to one who has understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolishness of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is good will. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter the heart may be in pain, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will have his fill of his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied with his. The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. The naive inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow down before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated even by his neighbor, but those who love the rich are many. He who despises his neighbor sins, but happy is he who is gracious to the poor. Will they not go astray who devise evil? But kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the folly of fools is foolishness. 
A truthful witness saves lives, but he who utters lies is treacherous. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may avoid the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's glory, but in the darth of people is a prince's ruin. He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. A tranquil heart is life to the body, but passion is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor taunts his maker, but he who is gracious to the needy honors him. The wicked is thrust down by his wrongdoing, but the righteous has a refuge when he dies. Wisdom rests in the heart of one who has understanding, but in the heart of fools it is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. The king's favor is toward a servant who acts wisely, but his anger is toward him who acts shamefully. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. A soothing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. Great wealth is in the house of the righteous, but trouble is in the income of the wicked. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the heart of fools are not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves one who pursues righteousness. Grievous punishment is for him who forsakes the way. He who hates reproof will die. Sheol and Abaddon lie open before the Lord. How much more the hearts of men! A scoffer does not love one who reproves him. He will not go to the wise. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. The mind of the intelligent seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on folly. All the days of the afflicted are bad, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. Better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox served with hatred. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. 
The way of the lazy is as a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him who lacks sense, but a man of understanding walks straight. Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors they succeed. A man has joy in an apt answer, and how delightful is a timely word. The path of life leads upward for the wise, that he may keep away from Sheol below. The Lord will tear down the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. Evil plans are an abomination to the Lord, but pleasant words are pure. He who profits illicitly troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Bright eyes gladden the heart. Good news puts fat on the bones. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Assuredly, he will not be unpunished. By loving kindness and truth, iniquity is atoned for, and by the fear of the Lord, one keeps away from evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great income with injustice. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. A divine decision is in the lips of the king. His mouth should not err in judgment. A just balance and scales belong to the Lord. All the weights of the bag are his concern. It is an abomination for kings to commit wicked acts, for a throne is established on righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and he who speaks right is loved. The fury of a king is like messengers of death, but a wise man will appease it. In the light of a king's face is life, 
and his favor is like a cloud with the spring rain. How much better it is to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who watches his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before stumbling. It is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who gives attention to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise in heart will be called understanding, and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. Understanding is a fountain of life to one who has it, but the discipline of fools is folly. The heart of the wise instructs his mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. A worker's appetite works for him, for his hunger urges him on. A worthless man digs up evil, while his words are like scorching fire. A perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. A man of violence entices his neighbor, and leads him in a way that is not good. He who winks his eyes does so to devise perverse things. He who compresses his lips brings evil to pass. A gray head is a crown of glory. It is found in the way of righteousness. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Better is a dry morsel and quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. A servant who acts wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share in the inheritance among brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests hearts. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. He who mocks the poor taunts his maker. He who rejoices at calamity will not go unpunished. Grandchildren are the crown of old men, and the glory of sons is their fathers. Excellent speech is not fitting for a fool, much less our lying lips to a prince. A bribe is a charm in the sight of its owner. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. 
a rebuke goes deeper into one who has understanding than a one hundred blows into a fool. A rebellious man seeks only evil, so a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. He who returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there a price in the hand of a fool to buy wisdom when he has no sense? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man lacking in sense pledges and becomes guarantor in the presence of his neighbor. He who loves transgression loves strife. He who raises his door seeks destruction. He who has a crooked mind finds no good, and he who is perverted in his language falls into evil. He who sires a fool does so to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A wicked man receives a bribe from the bosom to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the presence of the one who has understanding but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish one is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. It is also not good to find the righteous, nor to strike the noble for their uprightness. He who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. Okay, so for today, we'll be doing like we did yesterday. We'll just be picking a handful of Proverbs to explain. But I have seen whole sermons be written on a single proverb. So I certainly... I'm not qualified to go through every single proverb, nor do we have the time for that. So I will just point out a few that stood out to me that we'll talk about. And certainly this is something that is not something you want to take a whole chapter at a time and just try to study all of it at once. These ones are more of pick one or two a day and just meditate on those in order to get the proper understanding and the proper ability to absorb what is being said. Because if we just rush through them on, in our personal studies, we're not really going to learn anything from this. For the sake of reading the Bible in a year, we're doing that right now to introduce us to these Proverbs. And hopefully as you were doing this, you had a highlighter in your hand or a pen of some kind to where you could make a note, hey, let me go back to this one. Let me go back here and let me see 
what God is trying to tell me through this. If any of them caught your eye, certainly you need to notate it as such and go back to study them, because they are important to learn. So let's go ahead and go through a few for today. So first off, we have verse 1 of chapter 13. A wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Now, the relationship here is between an earthly son and an earthly father. And so we should, just like in the Ten Commandments, we should honor our mother and our father. But in addition, you could also use the same understanding with God's discipline, like he's mentioned earlier in the Proverbs. You know, do not resist, do not reject the Lord's discipline. Because the ones that the Lord loves, he disciplines. Verse 3, the one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Hasty talk, empty-minded speaking. It is not good to speak impulsively, because that's usually how we get ourselves in trouble, right? It's always good to think very carefully before we open our mouth and say something intelligent. Give ourselves a moment to process what's going on before we just impulsively react and get ourselves in trouble. Because typically when we impulsively act, it's usually something of frustration or anger or a careless word, and those things should not be a part of us because we just get ourselves in trouble. And we are demonstrating how unwise we are. Verse 12, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So what it means here by hope deferred is hope that has been long drawn out, where the hope is starting to look hopeless. And so it will just bring disappointment if we put false hope into something or we have unmet expectations. It will lead to disappointment. Now whether those expectations are correct or not, that is what will end up happening. We are supposed to protect ourselves in this way because we don't want to be disappointed and disheartened because that usually leads to sin. When our expectations are not met or things don't go the way we want, we'll get disappointed for sure, and it'll look like our hope was deferred. It says here that desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Okay, so really we have to think of, do we have realistic expectations for things? what we expect from other people, what we expect from ourselves. And if we fulfill our desires in that way, we will be satisfied. But at the same time, we are setting ourselves up for failure if our expectations are too high or unfair to someone else. For example, when it comes to a friend or a spouse or whatever, and you expect them to act a certain way, and then when they don't, you get mad at them. Well, they can't read your mind. And so you would have to speak your mind. If there's something you want from them, you need to say so. That's easier for some than others. Like for me, I usually internalize everything. And so I'm not always the best at doing that. But it will cause sorrow if you don't have good expectations and you don't even allow people to meet them. So... 
Let's not hurt ourselves in this fashion. Verse 15, good understanding produces favor, but the way of the treacherous is hard. Isn't it? The people who act treacherously will never live in security. The ones who are deceitful are always looking behind their back. They're always darting around, suspicious of everything because they know they're up to no good. And it's going to catch up to them one day. But when we are doing what is good, it is favorable. Not only in the sight of man, but also in the sight of God. Verse 24, He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. We, we have to understand this one correctly. So it's not saying that you need to be an abusive parent. But it is important to be consistent. And that's the main thing, especially I've dealt with that many times. I've been a parent now for almost 13 years. And I have not always been consistent in my ruling of things. I've allowed some things to slip. And, and then when I do lay down the the expectations, then they get all mad. Well, what? What do you mean? You haven't done it all the time. And I look unfair. And like it'll say elsewhere is, use the rod as much as you can because it's not going to kill them. It will make them better. There is a line that you cannot cross. And that goes into abuse. Okay. But certainly if you have healthy expectations for your kids and for your family, you need to enforce them and not deviate from them. Because really, why do we discipline our kids? Because we want a change of behavior, and we want them to understand that what we are teaching them will help them be successful. So we should not be afraid to spank our kids, or to not give them everything they want, and to have restrictions on things. It is for the health of the child, and it is for your health. Because if you give them whatever they want and there's no consequences to anything, then they're going to grow up with a mindset that is going to be wrong. And their life will be hard, and yours will be hard in return. Chapter 14, verse 7. Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. So we should not be hanging around bad company. If we have bad influences in our lives, we should not socialize with them. We should not associate with them outside of witnessing the gospel to them because they will just drag you down. We don't need that in our lives. That's why we're called to fellowship with your fellow brethren. And even worse, if it is brethren that were alleged brethren that are the ones bringing you down, there's a proper way to handle that as a church. So certainly you should not allow someone within the congregation of your church to be poisonous to the community. Verse 14, the backslider in heart will have his fill of his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied with his. So what is a backslider? Do we understand what that means? This is someone who is, I would say, a Christian who is pursuing godliness, but quickly and easily falls away. Kind of like how 
Jesus describes the parable of the sower and the different kinds of seeds and where they land on what kind of soil. And I liken this one to the seeds that land on shallow soil, the rocky soil, where they'll grow big and tall at first, but then when hard times come or temptation comes their way, they quickly fall away. That's backsliding. A backsliding person is one who um, does not follow the Lord consistently. They go off on their own. They start uh, dabbling in sin instead of following the Lord. And then they'll repent for a while, and then they'll go back. And then they'll repent for a while, and then they'll go back to their old ways. That is the backslider in heart. And so he'll have his fill, but it won't satisfy but it says that the good man will be satisfied with his ways because his ways are God's ways and God's ways are satisfactory. Verse 21, he who despises his neighbor sins, but happy is he who is gracious to the poor. That is part of pure undefiled religion that we are caring for the widows and orphans and the poor. But we should not be hating people. There should not be any hateful people among you. It's like I, I've heard of so many places, even in America, where, yeah, they call themselves Christians, but they're racist. Or, you know, they only like specific kind of people. Or, well, you know, some people are more difficult than others, and the people that are just difficult to be, deal with, they're just, God doesn't love them. Where do you get these ideas from? We're supposed to love all people. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is everyone. So certainly we need to be that way. Here's another verse about the fear of the Lord. Verse 26. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The children here being the children of the one who fears the Lord. They will have refuge. They will be safe and secure because, obviously, the family loves the Lord and depends on him. But So we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We saw the fear of the Lord is where you hate evil. And if you have fear of the Lord, you will also have strong confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence of God and what he can do. And so that, there's that faith. We need to be that. We need to have proper fear of the Lord, first off, and then that will develop strong confidence in what God can do to where there's nothing to worry about. And even our children won't worry about it. So that's a good example. Likewise, in verses 27, we see the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may avoid the snares of death. Obviously, death literally being being separated from God, they will perish, but also saying that you live a godly life like it promises, you have a much higher probability of living a longer life because it will go well with you in the land. Verse 29, he who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. People with quick tempers are demonstrating how little wisdom they actually have. 
when people who are slow to anger, who process, who discern and think things through carefully before they respond, demonstrate their true wisdom. Chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It's better to speak gently, with love. Because if you just say, well, you know, you're doing all that because you're a moron. Well, obviously, that's not going to be a good answer. That's not going to help anything. So certainly we need to be gentle in the way we speak to, to other people. Verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. God is aware of all the dealings of human beings. He's, nothing is apart from his sight. He sees all. Verse 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms the dispute. So again, we can de-escalate issues by being calm and wise in our dealings with people. Jumping immediately into impulsive anger is not going to accomplish what you want it to accomplish. Here's another verse about the fear of the Lord in verse 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. So we understand that to receive wisdom, we need to be instructed, and that's where the discipline of the Lord comes in. But also, it says that one requirement for being honored by the Lord with his discipline and the blessings that come with it is humility. We need to humble ourselves, which is a common theme throughout the Bible. Chapter 16, verse 2. All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Things may look good on the outside, but God sees the heart. He sees why we do things the way we do, what motivates people, and what they're really trying to accomplish. So you can't fool God, especially when it comes to worshiping Him and doing things in His service. He knows why you do things the way you do. He knows why you choose to act in a certain way. And if it's for selfish motives, it's not going to honor him at all. Instead, we should be in verse 3. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. And then verse 4 is a very interesting verse. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked for the day of evil. That understanding kind of like what Joseph talked about at the end of Genesis. What you did to me was evil, but God did it for our good. He used evil for good to accomplish this great thing, to save many lives. Everything is going on exactly as God has planned. And all people were created for a particular purpose. Even evil can be used for his good purposes. So there is a reason why things are the way they are. We should never doubt God in that. Here's a big one. Verse 18. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Do not be someone who is proud or arrogant. It will not go well for you. You will be destroyed by your own pride. Pride, arguably, is the very first sin ever committed, and that was by Satan. 
He was the one who exalted himself, thinking that he could be above God. And that's why he and his followers were cast down. So let us not be people of pride. Verse 20, He who gives attention to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. He who gives attention to the word, the Bible, the word of God. If you give attention to the Bible, you will find good. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord, because you read the Bible because you trust God. Not because it's just the right thing to do, but you're looking for something. And if you trust God in it, you will find it. He promises that he will help you find it. We see more scriptures here in this chapter about controlling of the tongue, controlling of our anger, speaking wisely, being slow to anger, all that same kind of theme, because it is extremely important. Again, the Bible doesn't repeat itself for no reason. It is trying to show you that, hey, there is a pattern here, and there are certain things that if you do these things, it will have a domino effect in your life in a good way. But it can also go in a bad way if we are doing the wrong things or ignoring the good things. So he's trying to make us aware of that here. The last verse of chapter 16, The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Is Solomon suggesting that every roll of the dice, every lottery ticket, every act of chance is God and not just luck? That is absolutely what he's saying. There is no such thing as chance. There is no such thing as luck. There is no such thing as randomness. Everything is ordained by God. He is sovereign over every detail of his creation. God has demonstrated his sovereignty over his creation. There is no such thing as luck or chance. That is simply the reality of things. That may be hard to digest or to swallow, but it is the truth. Chapter 17, verse 3. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests hearts. He tests motives. He tests why we do the things we do. Verse 12. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs, rather than a fool in his folly. What is a bear without its cubs going to do? It is going to be angry and tear you apart. So that is better than being around a fool. Being around foolish people will poison your heart. Stay away from them. A wicked man receives a bribe from the bosom to pervert the ways of justice. God talks about that as well as imbalanced scales, not being fair and honest in business practices. People who pervert justice, God hates that. So we should not be perverting justice, nor should we accept bribes. And those were the ones that stood out to me in particular. That's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.